Hi, my friends. This is the Havila Cunnington podcast, and I am your host, Havila Cunnington. I'm so glad you could join me on my weekly podcast on life and family and learning to live for God in your everyday life. It is an exciting journey we are on, and I've got to be honest, I'm really excited about this series that we're on, Radical Growth. But before we join and jump into our Radical Growth uh, Growing a Vibrant Life series, I've been giving you a few of my core values, some of the things that help me live out this life that I live. And for those of you that are just joining me, uh, those of you that don't know how I live my life, I'm a mom, I have four boys, I'm a wife, as well as I am a friend and a mommy minister. And most days I'm, I do laundry and cook and you'll find me at the checkout stand at the grocery store and at carpool. But I'm also trying to live this life that God's called me to. And in order to do that, I've got to have some core values. And you know, all these core values are going to be unique. They may not hit you where you're at. And I get that. You know, some of these you may say that is not relevant to me. I hope you don't write me off by one of my core values. I hope you understand that this is my season and you have your season. But I'm getting I'm giving you like 10, at least 10 of my core values and I think the majority of them will hit you. So you know, you may just have hopped onto this podcast and you may say that's not relevant to me. Well I hope that you stick around for one or two podcasts to see if one of them may be relevant to you. So today, my core value, and I hope you're leaning in because this is another core value that's really, really helped me along my journey in learning to be uh, a woman that has a healthy balance of life ministry and a quality of life, and that is I've learned to keep my sleeping pattern and learning to treat my sleeping pattern as sacred. And what I mean by that is I've learned a lot about how sleeping is really the reset button in our lives. I stumbled upon this when I had my second son, Hudson, and I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. The very first thing the counselor said to me was she said, I want you to get three full nights of sleep and I won't counsel you until you've rested and your body has had a chance to reset itself. I was so offended that she said this to me. I didn't understand because I was a leader. I wanted her to give me things to do, but instead the very thing she wanted me to do was get a full night's sleep. She asked if somebody could feed the baby at night And she asked that I purpose to just get three full nights of sleep so that my brain could reset, my body could begin to function at full capacity, and I could come then ready to learn. It was then that I began to realize that there was something to this truth about getting a full night's sleep and my body learning to reset itself. I began to live this out and I began to realize that I was in charge of my sleep patterns and that I had to learn that my sleep was sacred. It was a time of rest. 
and it was biblical for me to get a full night's sleep. It was biblical for me to have a moment where my body could reset itself psychologically, chemically, uh, all neurologically, everything to just reset itself so I could begin the day again. I'm kind of brought back to that scripture verse that says, his mercies are new every day. And I had that thought that his mercies had run out for the day. And again, that's kind of tongue in cheek, but it's true that I needed to begin again. I needed a fresh start. And so now with a busy schedule like mine, and I know a lot of you that are listening have a very busy schedule, you understand that your sleep is sacred. You need a core value. And what I mean by that is you need to be able to get a full night's sleep and make sure that your body is fully rested. You may ask, how do I know that my body is fully rested? Here's one of the best ways to know is if you wake up without an alarm clock, then you'll know that your body is ready to wake up. You may say, well, my I have to wake up very, very early or I work the night shift or that's not my reality. Well, I understand that. There's a lot of early flights that I have to wake up or my kids wake up early for school, but I don't want to live a life where I always have to wake up with an alarm and it means that I'm always sleep deprived. I wanna make sure that I'm able to wake up most days having a full night's sleep. So that means I go to bed early and I've learned to go to bed so early that I know that I naturally wake up when I need to wake up. So I've learned to set my bedtime at a time when I know that I will naturally wake up early and ready and feel rested. So I guess my question for you today is, are you treating your sleep as sacred? Are you able to reset yourself? Are you understanding that you're not able to function at full capacity with a full spiritual capacity if you're sleep deprived? Be kind to yourself. Make sure that you're not expecting yourself to run on empty at full capacity. Give yourself the gift of getting a good night's sleep and being fully rested so that when you are asked to do something from the Holy Spirit, you're ready to respond you are fully rejuvenated and ready. I trust that helps each of you wherever you may be in your journey. Now we're gonna tune into Radical Growth, a guidebook to growing a vibrant life, and I'll check in with you at the end. Hi, I'm Havla Cunnington, and this is 30 Days to Radical Growth. We're on week two, and we're on day six, so I'm really glad you're here. Again, just a reminder, bring your Bible. Don't forget, open it up. It's really good to have so you can turn to the things that we talk about, but then as well, get into your own study after we're done, as well as a good cup of coffee, whatever you are drinking, bring it. And then also, if you brought your book, great. If you don't have your book, you can bring your journal and just write down the thoughts that are coming to you as well. I'm really honored that you're joining me, and I just feel excited about this week. This week is all about growth, and um, it's neat because I don't know if you know this, but you're not in charge of growth. You're in charge of your environment, helping to maintain what God's given you, and then He is responsible to grow it because He is the great gardener. He is the great developer of our lives, and we get to relax in Him. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. If you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 15, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what we are studying today. 
I love what Rick Warren says. He says, in God's garden of grace, even a broken tree can bear fruit. I just love that thought. Like that's the heart of God for us, that no matter how broken you feel or empty, I know myself, I had a bunch of learning disabilities growing up and I always felt lost in class. I always felt like I was the girl that couldn't keep up with anybody, always felt like I didn't have anything to offer God other than my brokenness. And I don't know about you, but that should be a pretty normal feeling because if you don't have brokenness, you don't need a savior. And he loves to be our savior. He loves to rescue us. Um, And so let him rescue you wherever you are. But that's kind of what Rick Warren is saying. Like, listen, whatever, wherever you're at in God's garden, everyone gets to grow no matter what kind of start you were given. Um, God is the great gardener. He, it's in his nature to grow. It's in his nature to build us. I love what it says here. His very nature is to plant for the purpose of growth. Our ability to surrender to God as the chief gardener of our hearts and lives is a vital is vital to our personal development. At the end of the day, we have to trust his leadership. We have to say, I trust you, God, and I trust that you're developing me. And if we don't surrender and we are doing it in our own works, at our own purpose, our own uh, maybe will to make that happen, at the end of the day, we'll be given, we'll end up with what we have, which is just personal motivation. But if we're, if we're, if we're led by his spirit, given to, given to surrender to who he is, Um, we will end up with a yield heart and a yield life towards him. God is the gardener at the highest level. He's the master at what he does, and he's incredible at doing what he does. He is the... He is not only the gardener, but he is the sun and the power that gives the energy to grow and mature, which means he's like a one-two punch in our lives. He's the great gardener. He develops us, but he threw the Holy Spirit into our lives to reside on the inside of us, the Bible says, to help us grow and, and with his presence in our lives. Um, you know, my mom is a gardener and I am not. You know, I can do a lot of things. I always say you can't have all the gifts. <laughs> Gardening is not one of mine. But I'm, I always love to look at the Sunset Magazine or different ones and, you know, Better Homes and Garden and watch these beautiful gardens. And I think, I want to do this. And so I usually get inspired once a year and I go to Home Depot or Lowe's and I throw in a bunch of stuff in my in my um cart and I go home to plant. And I always call my mom because she knows how to garden well. And I'll say, mom, how do I do this? Or how do I plant this? And she'll say, oh, that needs lots of sun. Or you don't want to plant that near that one. Or you want to plant that one near. And and just her ability to know how to, how to help things grow. That's how God is in our lives. We can say, hey, God, is it time for me to have that relationship in my life? God, is it time for me to spend my money there? God, is it time for me to go on that missions trip? And God can say, do it now. Don't do it now. Yes, now go with that person and you'll go, it'll go faster fertilize and you know all that kind of stuff and he's so trustworthy in all of that the bible says paul says in first corinthians that he's working it all out for our good like everything's going on in our lives he is working it out for us and we can trust him he is not purposeless he cannot look at things without form and empty and not do something so you turn in your bible to first john 15 just john 15 not first john 15 excuse me says this and abide in me and i will abide in you The branch cannot bear fruit if it is disconnected from the vine, and neither will you if you are not connected to me. Your morning meditation is to take this verse, and I want you to ask yourself, are you remaining connected to him? If you're not, think about it. When do I disconnect? Is it when someone says something to me? Is it throughout the day? Is there certain hours where I just disconnect and then try to reconnect? Really ask yourself that. 
your daytime there is, do you trust him? Are you convinced that the current environment he's placed you in is, is able to help you flourish and grow? If so, dare to put more roots down. Can you connect yourself more? Can you meet with a leader? Can you lead a Bible study? Can you get your roots down deep and begin to build trust in that environment? Lastly, your evening reflection is taken from Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verse 5. You can turn in there later, uh, but read that passage about trusting in the Lord and write down anything that he says to you about trusting his leadership in your life. I bless you today. Thank you for joining me. This is day six of Radical Growth, and I'll see you tomorrow. Well, my friends, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you like today's podcast, don't forget to leave me some stars and a review. I read each and every one. If you'd like to find me other places, you can check out my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope accounts. Also, you can look at HavilahCunnington.com for my resources, as well as my upcoming events. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.